us discipleship in challenging times. We continue on our journey through Advent and on our journey through Psalm 27. And today we are thinking about the theme of warfare with a special focus on verses 2 to 3. We're going to read the whole psalm nevertheless in a moment. But before we do so, let's come to our God in prayer. Lord, as we have a thorough look at this wonderful psalm, as we seek to pause and to dig deeply into it, we pray that we would unearth the amazing treasure that is here. Help us to wrestle with your word. Help us to want to understand it more and more. May we appreciate it more and more and may we take it deeply, deeply into our lives that we might be changed in the way that we live, in the concrete and every day. So Lord, come to us by the power of the Holy Spirit today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling, he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Saviour. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not hand me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. 
So today we think about the theme of warfare from this great and wonderful psalm. And in particular, I want us to be encouraged as we engage in spiritual warfare. When we hear the word warfare, we might think of physical warfare. And indeed, particularly in verses 2 to 3, we imagine our psalmist David having to fight a physical battle against physical enemies. And as we read David's story in the Old Testament, we see that this is exactly what happened to him. He had physical enemies who were attacking him, advancing against him, wanting to devour him. And so he prayed for help. An army besieged him, but his heart wouldn't fear because he trusted in God, a physical battle, physical enemies. But as we reflect on this from a New Testament Christian perspective, we see with the Apostle Paul that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Rather, it is a spiritual battle, a spiritual warfare. As I think you know by now, I'm recording this in the Salvation Army Complex, the Copper Beach Hub. We are surrounded by properties that are owned by the Salvation Army Housing Association, and the hub is actually gifted to the Salvation Army itself. Thinking about the history of the Salvation Army, there is marching, there are bands, the motto has been blood and fire, And the language of warfare is often used. But that is not in any way because the Salvation Army are a militaristic organisation. Rather, this is spiritual warfare that is spoken of, and we are engaged in a spiritual battle. And so this is how we take the language of our psalm. Yes, there are enemies who advance against us, enemies of the gospel. Yes, sometimes it seems as if an army besieges us. We believe as Christian people that standing behind such attacks is the devil, the evil one, the serpent, the snake and all his armies. One mistake that we can make is to give the devil too much credit to see him around every corner and in every circumstance. That is not how the Bible calls us to focus. But we can make another opposite mistake. We can just forget about the devil, not recognise that he's real, and so forget that we are in a spiritual battle. There's a Christian film that a number of my friends have spoken about called War Room. I've not seen it, but I understand it shows that a spiritual battle is going on and that people are praying in the war room for that spiritual battle. And actually, yes, it's those who are on the front line who are doing the fighting who are important, but those who are in the war room who are praying, 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 they are just as important, just as significant and very important. We need to engage in spiritual warfare, praying that strongholds are broken down, praying for Christian workers who are in the field. It may be that you're listening to this 
and you are still shut in, you are self-isolating, and you feel that you haven't got much to contribute to God's mission. I want to encourage you that you have the vital role in many ways to, to play. Because as you pray, as you pray for the progress of the gospel in your city, your nation, your world, as you pray for protection for Christian workers, as you pray for relief for persecution for those in places like North Korea and Laos, as you pray and as you pray and as you pray, you are, in a sense, on the front line. You are fighting spiritual battles because God has promised to use your prayers and make them mighty weapons in his purposes. Sometimes people say, all I can do is pray. But the reality is that that all I can do is really the most vital thing. If all you can do is pray, praise God that he has given you such a wonderful and significant and strategic ministry. Who knows how the prayer answering God is going to use those prayers in his purposes. Take courage, take heart. For we have a God who is able to do more than we ask or imagine. If you are in the war room and you are praying, you are just as important as those who are out and about and who are working. After that reflection, it is vital, of course, that we come to God and pray. And so let's do that now. Lord, we recognise from this psalm and from the broad sweep of Scripture that we are in a spiritual battle. Help us to take this seriously. Indeed, not giving the devil uh, too much credence, but being aware of his presence, being aware that he is like a roaring lion going around the earth. We thank you, Lord God, Father God, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you and we praise you that you are so much greater than the one who is in the world, so much greater than the devil. Encouraged and heartened, we want to engage in spiritual warfare. Today we lift before you the persecuted around the world. We pray for Christian workers who are having such a hard time, whatever the nature of that work might be. We ask for protection. We ask for strength. We ask for your overruling. We pray that you would be growing your kingdom. And we pray now that we would recommit ourselves to be people of prayer, to be men and women who hammer on the gates of heaven, who put on the spiritual armour, and who are ready to do battle in prayer. So, Lord, we lift these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen.